Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal, I'm here with you today, I am your host. And real quick, before we get started with all this bad batch that's coming this week, I wanted to get ahead of it and finish off my High Republic Phase 2 coverage. So, I don't have a guest, I don't have anybody, it's just me. Just you and me. You and me today, y'all. We're in this together now. None of them can stop us now. We will make it through somehow. Uh, you know, I just wanted to get this out of there real quick, and I didn't have time to plan very well. So, here we are. Uh, I want to close up my High Republic Phase 2 stuff, because I'm already into the Phase 3 things, and I want to make sure to get an episode that, that covers these things that might kind of get lost in the shuffle. So today I'm going to cover the mini series and one shots and manga um, from phase two of the High Republic. So that would be the Blade miniseries, the comic miniseries, the High Republic Adventures, the Nameless Terror miniseries, the High Republic Adventures, Quest of the Jedi one shot and the Edge of Balance precedent. So I'm going to go ahead and go through all of those things. And, uh, you know, just give you guys a quick little once over or some really cool connections that I think because they are all pretty awesome uh, comic series and have some really cool connections to the rest of phase two. If you, uh, you know, go ahead and add it into your repertoire. Uh, real quick, you can check out all of our stuff at the com. Make sure you like our Facebook page. We're on, on all socials at the Rogue Rebels, except for Twitter, where we are Rogue Rebels fan. Uh, make sure you're following and subscribing to the podcast. If you're on Spotify, you can check out our playlists. Go check out our uh, podcast playlists. We have them curated by, you know, uh, what, what genre? No, by subject. So, for example, you guys might want to get on the Bad Batch playlist because, uh, that has all the Bad Batch episodes that we've covered while you get ready for season three. Uh, this podcast will be added to the comics playlist that has all the episodes where we cover comic series and the High Republic plays, uh, playlist that covers all things High Republic. That's books, comics, and even some Young Jedi adventures. 
So make sure you guys check that out. Go ahead and rate us five stars, please. I beg of you. It's 2024. Can you? Will you? Should you? Please. Uh, Yeah. So I guess let's just uh, get on with it. I want to give a little quick, before I get super into spoilers, I guess I'm going to give like a little uh, quick synopsis of each of the series. So first we got The High Republic, The Blade. This is a series that covers Porter Engel and his sister Barash Sylvain as they head to this planet to resolve a conflict between uh, the people on the planet. Uh, We also have the High Republic Quest of the Jedi, and this involves Aslan Rell um, in his search for uh, the lost relics that have been stolen. Uh, He is doing some research and comes upon a story from centuries past about this uh, this relic, this crystal that he thinks might be connected to these uh, objects that, that were stolen, presumably by the path of the open hand on Dalna or whatever's happening over there. Uh, then we also got, what I see, what I got high Republic adventures, the nameless terror. This is a, a, uh, a Nile, oh, not a Nile. There's not Nile these days, guys, not quite yet a path of the open hand ship and a Jedi ship crash as I move the mic and uh, they crash on an uninhabited planet where they have to fight for survival. Cause that ship has nameless eggs on it that start hatching and killing things. Uh, so that one's pretty awesome too. Then we had the edge of balance precedent, which is a follow-up of the edge of balance volumes one and two. Uh, and it has to do with Banchi and um, the Nile are searching for something left over. So they have with them a uh, a mercenary f- that fought at the Battle of Dalna 150 years ago, which is the Phase 2 connection, um, to help them. So I guess I'll get into spoilers now. Look, the blade. The first time I read the blade, I was like, oh, this like hardly has anything to do with the High Republic because it's not really connected to the it's not uh, other than it's Porter Engel, a young strapping, you know, prime of his dual sword fighting life, Porter Engel. Uh, it doesn't have a lot to do with what I was oh, like. There's no path of the open hand. There's no whatever. Right. But what happens is it's Porter Engel and Barash Sylvain and. Barash is a Kage Jedi who they're like, they're like siblings and they go to this planet where the, the two nations are like fighting the Royal nations are, and the, like the city nation and the outside nations. They're saying that the, the Royals in the city have stolen the princess and then the other ones are saying, well, she came willingly because she's marrying the prince and all this stuff. And it's like that kind of things, that kind of story. But um, as they're trying to resolve the situation, mercenaries start getting involved, including a mercenary by the name of uh, Vice. And Porter Engel's like, I'm going to remember that name. 
So if you've read The Eye of Darkness, some of that might sound familiar. So that was like really awesome for me to see. Because at a first read, like none of this connects to anything other than this is just a story of Porter Engel being awesome. He's like fighting mercenaries and defending a whole city by himself. You know, they're like, well, uh, the walls can't hold. And Barash is like, calm down. Porter Engel can. And then he like jumps off the wall and like spin flips in and is like not quite killing people because he's trying to save lives. But he's like destroying all their weapons and cannons and tanks and whatever. Um. But what ends up happening is like, it's kind of all a deception. The princess who has been kidnapped was trying to uh, get the, like that they were in league with the outsiders who were attacking the capital because they were also trying to get the queen to have to be abdicating. So the, the princess and the prince could bring peace was with a like, you know, and like, have a treaty and then they would be king and queen and then they would be able to export whatever the, you know, the valuable crystals are or whatever it is that they're the planet is and be in control of that. So it's like they hired the mercenaries that came and actually planned the whole like war, but it sort of got out of hand because the mercenaries were like, well, we're not getting paid enough. And like things are like, they end up killing the people that hired them and end up just wanting to loot the entire planet. But, of course, Porter Engel doesn't want that to happen. Um, lots of action sequences. It opens with a really cool scene of, like, Porter Engel cooking. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's got that, like, that nine-egg stew going on hard. But, like, the people are like, oh, this is terrible. And he's like, well, I just like to cook. And one day I hope I'll be good at it. And I'm like, you will be, Porter Engel. You will be good at it. I know. I remember. So that was uh, fun for me. Um, and then just the art is uh, amazing. I should have, uh, let's see. This one is, it, this one's written by Charles, Charles Sewell and is the illustrates Castillo, Morales and Charolampois. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now this one says Campbell. This is an entirely different name. Maybe that was the cover artist. Anyway, Barrage Sylvain is a Kage. And it also, there's flashbacks back when they were like first joining the Jedi Order when they're young and they like meet as younglings and Barash doesn't quite really like lightsaber combat. But of course, Porter Engel does. And then they're like, we'll be friends. We'll be like sisters, you know, because Barash is like new to the Jedi Temple. And she's like, well, since I don't have family, like we can be family. And so they become best friends and they work better together and all this stuff. And the sort of end of the series is that she's upset that she didn't see the deception of the princess and the war and all that until it was too late. She's like, well, normally I trust the force in those things and it didn't give me those answers. So I must've missed it. I must not be, you know, communing with the force properly. So she takes a vow to excuse herself and to focus on the force until she feels she will be ready to come back, which as we all know, much later in Jedi lore, that becomes known as the Barash Vow, which is what um, Kirak Infila, if you guys read the Charles Sewell Darth Vader series, this is another connection to the Sewellverse, uh, as I heard that very funny mention on another podcast, where, you know, now we know where the Barash Vow came from. She was the one who 
was, you know, realizing that the force wouldn't, you know, that did, didn't quite connect with her in the same way. And, uh, she took a vow to like refocus, you know? So, uh, Porter Engel being a badass, Barash Sylvain being awesome as well, a whole planet and a very like Romeo and Juliet type strange deception romance that also leads to war and how the Jedi are protecting the planet because of all the like awesome dual welding Porter badassness. He doesn't kill a lot of people. He tries to like, you know, disarm, disable, and he, he mows through tanks though. Like there's one point where he like throws a lightsaber and it like, like missiles over to like just blow up a tank. And he's like, I really like that lightsaber. And I was like this guy and his lightsabers. Ha 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 ha. All right. So next we have the high Republic adventures quest of the Jedi. This is a one shot by Claudia gray illustrated by Fico Osio. Um, another, I mean, the one thing that I, I'm going to say for all of these series rings true. The art is amazing. The art in this issue in particular is some of my favorite Star Wars comic art. Uh, Fico Osio has a very cool, like, comic book kind of style. Very, like, mid-90s-ish. I don't know. Very reminiscent of X-Men comics that I used to love. Uh, and it's Aslan Rell. I presume this is after he finds out that Zala and Kevmo disappeared on Dalna. So like after path of deceit, right? So, um, and he's trying to investigate the, their disappearance. And also the, they, the whole reason they went to Dalna was because they were investigating these stolen force artifacts and all that. And so he like goes into the Jedi archives and he's like researching these, the crystals. It's like there's this one specific crystal that's called, I believe it's called like the Echo Stone. And so the rest, the whole comic is the story of this. And it's like a Jedi named Barnabas Vim and Vix, his Padawan Vix something or other. Vix, Master Vim, Vix. Uh, and they go to this planet that's, they've received like a distress signal. It's a planet they haven't spoke to in a while. And they're like, well, there, there's this artifact that's supposed to be there for safekeeping. The royal family was supposed to be in it for safekeeping. Legend says this and that. It was like an ancient uh, Sith artifact or whatever that, you know, they were supposed to keep safe. There's a disturbance in the forest. They get to the town. They get to the city. And it seems to be like very, you know, the city is like fancy and the queen and all this stuff. And like all of the people are like able to use the force. So they're like, what? But the distress signal is like the planet is dying. There's no more fish in the water. The trees are dying. The plants won't grow. Like the harvest is, you know? And so they're like, can you come help our world? Our world is dying, but they all can use the force and do like crazy things that like even Jedi would have trouble doing or take years to, you know, train up or whatever. So they're like, something's fishy here, except there's no fish. But um, they go and they check it out and the stone is there. It's called the Echo Stone and it's the artifact they're looking for. And basically what happens is they come to find out that the, the artifact sort of like bestows the power of the force on all the people who worship it or whatever. But it's like draining the life force of the planet as it does so. So 
Like that's why these people in particular are all force sensitive and whatever, because it's draining the force energy of the planet as it kills the planet. And it's also sort of, it's not like driving them mad, but they're like overprotective of the crystal. So when master Barnabas even suggests that like, well, you must remove the crystal. They're like, no, that's Oz. And you, you can't, you know, we're not dark siders. And so they kind of freak out when he tries to take it. And then there's like a big fight. Pew pews. Amazing art. And uh, the Padawan ends up shattering the crystal and it like releases its hold, you know, that destroys, you know, they shatter the crystal. It releases its hold on the people. The darkness is dispelled and they, the people are fine. The plants start growing again and the Jedi take the objects and they remove them to like, you know, they're like, we must remove these to distant corners of the galaxy. So, that, you know, the stone can never use its power to influence people and become a threat again. And so I think the idea behind that is that those stones end up becoming the the crystals on the ends of those rods that Marcion Rowe was searching for, the rods that give him control over the the nameless. So that was pretty crazy. Um, and that's where you know, as Linrell continues his search and is able to sort of like figure that out on top of all that and be like, oh, this is the thing that they were looking for, the missing artifacts that were stolen. And we know eventually they go to Jeddah to steal another one. Let's see. Really cool comic book, really short, quick one-off story that connects to an ancient story and also in theory connects to the future because hopefully we'll get the answers of what exactly those rods do. And... Maybe like why they have they're able to influence and control the uh the uh what do you call it the nameless the creatures the things all that good stuff. All right, next we got the High Republic Adventures: The Nameless Terror by George Mann, art by Eduardo Mello. Um, really cool, really simple story. A four issue minis a series. Uh, another thing: these Dark Horse minis. Um, this one and the quest of the Jedi, the individual issues are like on a little bit fancier paper that are so shiny and glossy and wonderful to the touch. Um, I upgraded my nameless terror four issues to my graphic novel just because I like, I like that in my collection a little bit better, but that's just me. But the individual issues are very, very beautiful and high quality paper. Michael Scott would be proud. Um, this actually connects to phase one because Ty Yorick is telling the story of what happened, you know, during the phase two of the higher, the 150 years ago. So what happens is a path of the open hand ship crashes with a Jedi ship, a Jedi pathfinder ship over an unexplored planet, right? So they crash on this planet. Most of the people survive. Some people are injured, but the path uh, the path ship has nameless eggs on it. And so the eggs start hatching and nameless creatures are like, you know, it's, we have like an alien situation, <laughs> you know? Uh, so for the Jedi, they start going crazy and, you know, they, it's like hard for them to fight, but there's also like civilians. Uh, so this kind of throws a wrench in my whole, like, how are the Jedi going to defeat the nameless? Because until now I had a very solid idea of like uh, a Jedi Republic buddy system where 
we need one Jedi and one Republic heavily armed buddy. And then anytime the Jedi starts going crazy, the buddy looks for the nameless force eater and shoots at a bunch or whatever. And the Jedi's fine, right? Yay. That's how we defeat them. That's how we win by saving what we love. Um, but the creature like rips through a couple of path members who are not force sensitive. So it's like not quite a, a fail proof uh, plan as I would hope. I thought it would be a little more, you know, a little safer, but it seems like even if they can't drive you crazy and drain the force and torn you to stone, turn you to stone like they do to Jedi, they can still just kind of rip you apart. Uh, you know, they're still lethal. So that was a little disappointing. And I was like, mm. I have to go back to the drawing board guys and rethink my Jedi versus nameless, uh, <coughs> tactics. So, um, Ty York's telling the story. They crash. Oh, rock Baran is also in this. And he's one of the Jedi who was, uh, trapped over in quest for the hidden city. So you finally get like a really cool, you know, lots of cool, uh, artistic representation of him and his, his Padawan as they go through. Uh, there's another really cool Jedi. So they're like, go in. It's like one of those things where like, it's the path people. And so they're trying to kill the Jedi and the Jedi are disarming them and being like, we don't want to fight. And they're like, but you're Jedi, you're scum. And then there's, of course, as they're getting ripped apart by nameless, they're like, well, maybe we should team up. There's a little bit of that too, right? Like all these enemies trying to, you know, uh, trying to survive, and we're having to work together in order to survive, you know? So that's a, that's a pretty cool little effect. I like a lot of the characters in it and there's a lot of, um, again, the art is great. There's some really cool, really cool art in this whole series, really cool action sequences and stuff. A lot of nameless, like we're able to see a lot more of the nameless and the path and their cool, like more nice aggressive robes. <clears throat> As opposed to what they were wearing before when they were in their, like, you know, Path of Deceit days when we were all calm and everybody's wearing white robes. They have, like, darker blue robes and they're coming out dual-wielding blasters and stuff. But, yeah, it's good to... And on top of that, seeing the the Pathfinders, how they work, a lot more, you know, there's, like, there's a pilot, there's a navigator, there's a medic, there's a communications officer, there's a Jedi, you know. So, like, I really like seeing the ins and outs of of an entire Pathfinder crew. Cause you have all these avenues that kind of make it work. So I thought that was really, really cool. That's one of my favorite parts is just seeing the like different, the different like Pathfinder things kind of come together. Cause we didn't quite get to see that. We saw it a little bit in a, you know, quest for the hidden city and quest for planet X, but not too much. I did like it. Good times. All right. What else we got? Uh, and last but not least, I'm going to go ahead and cover the edge of balance precedent by Daniel story by Daniel Jose older script and art by Tomio Ogata. So this one is another one that kind of goes all over the place. By the way, all of the edge of balance manga, uh, if you have not caught any of that, you should, cause it is really awesome. There's a lot going on. There is. The, you know, the very like anime style art, uh, very, really, really cool storytelling that's a little bit different and much more like it, it like just feels like anime manga to me. Like the 
the writing and the art. But it like fits in the higher public world. So it's really, really cool. Um, so basically the Nile are searching for something on Banchi. And they've hired a mercenary named like Vol Garrett, I think. Who's a, like, do you remember the spider guy from the Clone Wars who was like, oh, Admiral Trench? Well, I have the ship that turns invisible. No, no, the Anakin has the ship that turns invisible. My bad. He gets blown up by Anakin in season one. He comes back in season six and he's like half cybernetic. Um, but anyway, there's like a super buff version of him with like six buff arms who 150 years ago fought with the path of the open hand um, against the Jedi at the Battle of Dalna. But now he's helping Martian Rowe because he's the only one that was there 150 years ago. So he's like, oh, they're, they're looking for something. And they're looking on Banchi, which is where a Jedi temple was that is a, a planet that's in the other two issues of the Edge of Balance. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the guy, the mercenary is kind of like, I don't have to take stuff from you. You're like Nile or whatever. Da, 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 da. You know, and I'm the only one who knows what it is anyways. You guys need me, you know. And Martian Rowe is like, well, just remember, you don't have the path behind you like before. So, you know, you better help us or whatever, or then we'll kill you and you'll be worthless or something like that. And I just like any like Martian Rowe stuff in, in this comic is pretty sick. So um, a lot of the story flashes back to phase two, where at the Battle of Dalna, Vol Garrett fights uh, Master, oh God, what's the, the Wookiee Master, his name is Arkoff, Master Arkoff. In phase one, he's a master, but back in phase two, 150 years ago, he was a Padawan to a Jedi named Ravna. And she's, Ravna is like this old lady, like little dainty lady. And she's and like, her Padawan is this giant Wookiee. So it's like very cutely drawn together. And she's like pulling like super awesome Kung Fu moves. Like, you know, Path of the Open Hand members are like trying to stab her and stuff with a spear. And she'll like jump on the spear tip and like leap up and fly and like then come down and like destroy everybody. It's really awesome. Uh, the art, the action, all that stuff is good. Um, they end up fighting Volgarit and, uh, he can't quite beat them. <clears throat> and then the caves start flooding. So if you've read any of the other stuff about the, the night of sorrow and the battle of Dalna, you know, at some point they start flooding the caves. So when this happens, like they're blown out of the caves and separated. Volgarit is blown one way. They're blown the other way. Uh, Arkoff and Ravna and Aslan Rel start like going crazy, but Ravna figures out like, she's like, I have to find this disturbance. And the other two were kind of like toted off and rescued. Um, but Aslan Rell sort of suffers the effects a lot more worse than everybody else. Um, and Ravna presumably dies. You don't really see it, but the idea is that she like went to try to find the nameless or whatever, the creatures that were, you know, and, didn't make it out was driven mad and, and killed. So after the battle of Dalna, Aslan Rell never quite gets his mind back. Like he's driven mad by the creatures. And so he has like, like he's always hallucinating and having visions 
And, you know, which is like the awesomest thing because like Aslan Rell lives in like Silent Hill land. <clears throat> He's just always seeing horrible things. Um, and Arkoff ends up, Arkoff and their droid, <coughs> the droid that um they went back with was trying to find him and figure out like what is going on and like what he saw or what, like, you know, they're still trying to get to the bottom of a lot of the mysteries. And Aslan Rell is sort of like put up in a place and they're trying to take care of him and see what's wrong with him and they can't really help him. You know, he's like scribbling all over his walls and books and journey and everything. But he ends up giving Arkoff the journal. But uh, that mercenary, Vol Garrett, also comes looking for the journal and like rips a couple of pages out. There's a big, big fight. And, you know, Arkoff, I think this is, oh no, this is much later. Never mind. My bad. Uh, uh, Aslan Rell sort of escapes, gives the journal to Arkoff. Arkoff and Zizi, the droid, <clears throat> take it back to Banchi, where they're like, we need a place to hide this. Well, they're building a Jedi temple on Banchi. Let's take it there, bury it, and it'll also be safe. You know, nobody knows it's there. We can keep an eye on it. So they do, and 150 years later, Vol Garrett finally finds it, and the droid is buried with it. And he's like, what? Oh, that's that Wookiee. You know, they put you here. Why are you here? You were here 150 years ago or whatever. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, your master can't save you now or that master Wookiee or whatever. And there's like a really cool part where the droid's like, ah, it's really cool. Like after he being here for 150 years ago, it's nice to know that Arkoff became a master. You know, thank you for that bit of information. And then like the droid is connected to this like defense system of like 12 giant laser cannons or some crap that blow the crap out of the creature, the mercenary. And he's like, ah, that didn't work. I'm going to kill you now. And like the, whatever, like, and he's, the droid is like, yeah, well, that's what you think. And master Arkoff returns and like finally kills this guy. And so they know that they're after the journal. So they have the journal now. Arkoff has the journal, but there are still pages missing. Presumably the pages that this mercenary ripped out 150 years ago. Um, and they're trying to figure out, you know, I think like all the people are trying to figure out all the Jedi are trying to find, you know, that take this journal and figure out the mystery of the, the nameless and hopefully a way to defeat them. Cause that's been the biggest problem for the Jedi. This whole phase phases arts, amazing story's Cool. It's black and white because it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, what do you call it? Manga. But still, really awesome stuff. I love the way everything connects. And there are a lot of pieces here that I feel like are important or going to be important in phase three. Uh, I didn't think about that before. Uh, how much? Because uh, I've already read a few things. I've read The Eye of Darkness. I've read Escape from Valo. And I've already seen a few connections from phase two that were unexpected and connect in ways that I didn't quite see coming. Um, like I said, things like the journal, things like the pathway to planet X, I think are all things that are going to come full circle in phase three. Cause those are 
presumably going to be ways that the Jedi are trying to figure to defeat the Nile and defeat the nameless. Um, maybe even like the crystals that Aslan Rell researched. Um, Aslan Rell himself might have new more, more answers. So I guess we're just going to have to figure out and see what happens as phase three begins. You guys are probably into it already as we speak. I hope to record some podcasts about that soon. I have darkness is amazing. Go check it out. Um, and so is escape from Valo and I am working my way through defy the storm, which is great so far. So all in all phase two was a lot shorter than phase one, but already I'm finding it connecting in new and interesting ways. So yeah, take that for what it's worth. If you don't have time to read it, go ahead and just listen to this and hopefully I hit some of the good notes for you. If you were at all interested, I suggest looking and reading through the actual books and comics because there's some really great characters, really great moments. And like I said, connections that are much bigger than I uh, originally presumed. All right. So. You can check us out at theroguerebels.com. Make sure you're following us on all socials at The Rogue Rebels, except for Twitter. We are Rogue Rebels fam. And make sure you keep posted uh, and subscribe and like and share because Bad Batch is coming and we're going to start our coverage of that very soon. So can't wait. Let's get to it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Much love. For control of the Force itself.